On this episode of the Yezu the Radio Show podcast, we're going to be talking about that nice little radio that just got released, the FTM 500 and the WiresX update software to make sure you can use that FTM 500 on the PDN network. That's on today's episode of the Yezu the Radio Show podcast. Well, hello everybody, John Crook and I, New PC, bringing you another episode of the Yezu the Radio Show podcast. And of course, this episode is going to be all about, guess what, the FTM 500. That's right, the FTM 500, the new flagship C4FM radio that is out there. As of the airing of this podcast here, the recording I should even say on there, we have it already arriving in dealers in the United States here to be getting out to everybody. And there's going to be a lot of videos, and there's already a lot of videos out there. But on this episode... We want to go ahead and be able to say, hey, let's talk a little bit about it. Let's clear up some of the rumors on there. And that's what this episode is going to be about. And we're also going to make note, hey, got to go ahead and update WiresX software to the new version, version 1.55 for operation with the FTM 500 and just general updates in general. But before we do that, let's get into something else here. People are going and saying, hey, you know, where can I get these Yezu radios? I want to get this Yezu radio. I want to see. I want to touch this new radio that's out there. Well, guess what? Go ahead and stop into any of our authorized Yezu dealers. I always say authorized. And I can't stress enough about authorized because these are the dealers that are recognized, that are authorized dealers to say, hey, we are allowed and properly authorized to carry Yezu products. We have knowledgeable staff. And if we don't have an answer to that question, guess what? We have the direct lines to the Yezu support staff to be able to do that. Stop by any of the authorized Yezu dealers. Now, hey, what are the, where, where are they? What are they? Go to our website, yezu.com. That's right. Y-A-E-S-U.com. Click on the Find a dealer section. You can search there by zip code, city, state, and you'd be surprised at how many actual authorized Yezu dealers are out there, and they'll be able to go ahead and help you out there. In addition, if you want to take a look at the cool new FTM 500 that's out there, not a problem. Stop by some of our upcoming shows on there. See us on social media. Contact us directly. Ask, hey, what shows are you going to be at next? Where can I see this radio? We'll be able to go ahead and answer those questions for you. So make sure you find an authorized Yezu dealer. All righty, let's jump into the core context of the show here, and let's talk about the FTM 500. Now, we did kind of do a video on the FTM 500 discussing it. We did that on our YouTube channel, Yezu USA Official. And in that YouTube video, we kind of covered some of those things there about going ahead and saying, like, when, you know, what are the features of it and everything on there. But you can all read and a flyer. You can all read those kind of things like that. But let's get down here on a podcast show here to be able to really kind of get to some of the core questions, some of the things that people are going ahead and asking about and those kind of things on there. And the the 500 is is very unfairly being compared. And I'm gonna, I'm, we're just going to say that. I know that's probably going to upset some people, but for those people comparing it to the 400, it, it, that's, that's a great disservice to the radio. That's a very poor comparison. Same thing with the 300. Same thing with the 200. This radio is in a class by itself. It's at a level. It has feature sets in it of itself that is 100% completely different than the 300, than the 200, than the 400, than the 100. I've even seen it compared to other older Yezu radios that are not even digital capable, like the 8800, the 8900, those kind of things on there. 
So this is a time that we thought, hey, we've been getting a lot of questions on there. Let's answer and let's tackle some of these questions. But more importantly, let's kind of go ahead and kind of explain the 400. Excuse me, the 500 and why it's not the 400, why it's not the 300, why it's not the 200, why it's not the 100. And kind of once again, clear that air. So first of all, taking a look at the 500. The 500 does have features of what the 400 has, the 300, the 200, the 100. Hands down, it does, right? But it also has more features. It has a different design, and it has a different concept on it. So let's first start out and talk about design. One of the things that we hear a lot with our product line is, is that when you're mounting it in a vehicle, you run into certain issues with the radio. Okay, that makes sense, 110%. We understand that. And one of the biggest things that people said is, is that they don't always like to mount stuff remotely. People do like dash mount radios. Contrary to popular belief, people still do like dash mount mobiles. And that's why if you look at it, we have the 300, we have the 200, and even the 100 back then had the option of being mounted to the body of the radio, or it had the option to have a remote mount mounting. Makes sense. Common sense, right? But what people also said was some of the reason that they have to remount it, remote mount, I should say, in that configuration is because when you mount the control head to the head of the or body of the radio, that head is fixed as to how the radio is facing. So if you have a radio that's on a 45 degree angle mount, it's pointing at a 45 degree angle up. The control head can't twist and turn or, or anything like that whatsoever. So a lot of people said that is problematic in nature. And it really is because they don't want to do the remote mount. But if they did, they'd have to use a longer cable because the shorter cable is not. They just wanted to be able to tilt the head slightly or, or, or position it slightly different or angle it. And that was one of the things that we tried to do here with the radio. And not only tried, but we did. And you're going to find out that with that display, with that on there, it, it does allow you to do it from many different viewing angles on there. And it comes standard with that set. As a matter of fact, and this is one thing that people may not be aware of, it does not actually come with the hardware like other radios have done to do a remote mount setting. So in other words, like with the, we'll use the 200, the 300, um, even the 100, technically, you could attach it right to the body of the radio, or you can go ahead and pull the control head off and use the longer extension cable that came with it right away to do that. That's not going to happen with the 500. The angled bracket takes place of that mounting hardware. Now, does that mean you cannot remote mount the head? No, it does not. That, it, it doesn't negate it. What it does is it requires you to purchase a bracket and a cable for it. Okay, that's fine, right? But out of the box, it's going to come the ability to kind of rotate that head. Now, part of that comes into the design aspect then of, because now what we do is we have a, a microphone that can plug into the control head because there's no easy way to access the microphone jack on the radio when the control head is attached to the radio. So that's why the microphone jack is back on there. And people wanted that. You know, they said for the longest time they want that ability, they want that ability. And the 300 and the 200 technically did have that. I do want to point that out, but you needed to use the camera microphone. And some people didn't want to use the camera microphone. It's okay if you don't want to use it, that's fine. But there was an option on there. Um, but you required an additional microphone on there. Now, going back to the 500, with the microphone being able to plug into the front, 
not an issue because if you use it in a dash mount configuration, not a problem. But then if you decide to use it as a remote mount configuration, meaning the head is completely mounted away from the radio, then you're going to be able to plug it right into the radio on there. Another thing that people ask is, you know, hey, is it going to have the ability to do crossband repeating? Yes, it will have the ability to do crossband repeating, and it will be able to go ahead and do the FM repeating. It is not going to have that ability for digital repeating. It, it doesn't. And this, folks, it's it, because of the Fusion protocol. We do not want to sacrifice the high-quality digital voice, okay? And I know there might be a few people listening that go back, oh, the digital voice thing. Yeah, but Fusion is the higher-quality digital voice operation than the other modes that are currently out there. And we don't want to sacrifice it. And the reason we don't, and we don't, because if it sounds bad, it sounds horrible, you're not going to want to use it. I mean, it makes common sense. You're going to listen to something that doesn't sound good? No, you're not going to. But with that being said, the repeater cannot repeat a repeater of a digital repeater. So in other words, a fusion repeater cannot repeat a fusion transmission from another repeater. Same thing would go in here. If we had the crossband capabilities of doing fusion mobile repeating, okay, then it wouldn't work right. That's why it's not in the 300. Couldn't be in the 400 because the 400 didn't allow for dual fusion vocoders, okay, like the 200 has the ability to do on there, alrighty. So it's not going to have that ability on there. But the 500 does have the dual fusion vocoders, meaning you can receive fusion on the A or the B band, unlike the 400, where you can only receive it on the A band on there. Now, in addition to that, what comes down to the head? What's the size of the head? Well, guess what? In many cases, there is scenarios where people don't want necessarily the big head. They don't. All righty. The 400 did give you a large head because it had a touchscreen. This does not. This does have a touchscreen, but it's really not going to go ahead and give you a bigger size head. And when you run into a bigger size head on that, you are going to have different things you do have to sacrifice. There's going to be less room for the speaker. Now, people have, people have complained, well, I want the size of the 400. Okay, you want the size of the 400, that's fine. Stay with the 400 then. But that bigger screen size takes away from the microphone jack in the head. It takes away from the speaker in the control head. It takes away from the size of it that does impact some people for the operation. So while the 500 does have a smaller screen than the 400, it does still offer touchscreen capabilities on there. So really, yes, you have a smaller screen, but if you really take a moment to stop and think about it, you're going to see that it really does have more functionality to be able to do what you wanted to do to have that demand that people said where they said, Hey, I, I want to have a speaker in the control head. I want to have a mic that plugs into the control head. I want the SD card into the control head. Yep. That all takes space. And therefore that's why it sometimes goes ahead and boils down to it and saying, you know what? It just takes up room sometimes. Now let's go ahead and talk about the design of it. Alrighty. And when we talk about the design of it, you really, really, really need to understand a few things on there. And that design concept comes into it is going and making sure that things stay the same. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is the stay, things staying the same is, is that with you have the 400, and I've mentioned this before, when you have the 400 and you have the A and the B band going ahead and producing um, frequencies and signals, right? So you have both A and B on there. 
the top knob on the left and the top knob on the right adjust the top side, right? The bottom side on the left-hand side and the bottom on the right-hand side, guess what? Adjust the B-side frequency, as we sometimes call it on there. Now, with that being said, what's going to also end up happening is, is that you are going to have a situation or scenario that if you hit the F button, so let's say you've selected the B band on the 400 and you hit that F button to pop up that row of buttons on there, guess what it does? It moves the frequency up to the top side and now the bottom doesn't control those functions anymore. Now the functions have moved up to the top left and the top right because the bottom side is negated because it has push buttons on there. That is somewhat of a problem. That was People have complained about that, saying, hey, I'm driving down the road, and I change it. I want to know if I'm dealing with my sub band. I want to know this dial is always for my sub, and this dial is always for my main band. And guess what? That's what we did. We've talked about it. On the left-hand side, on the 500 now, the top left is always going to be the volume and squelch for, right, for the primary or the main band. And the left bottom left side is going to be for the sub band. Alrighty. The top right button is always going to be the function button, where the bottom right button is always going to be the channel selector for the sub band. That big dial is always going to be the main band selection. So whether you're changing the A or the B band on there for whatever side you're using, hey, I go from the A band to the B band and I want to change channels, I spin that big dob, knob as long as that's the main band selected. That is safer operation. It is easier operation. Not to also mention, we have the easy-to-operate functionality of the FTM 500. So a lot of functionalities are built into there. I think one of the things that is important to also point out on there is, is that with that, you have the selectable or customizable frequently used menu item list. The CFL is what we call it. Now, when you use that, when you have that ability to do that, you can actually go and customize what you want. That's a big thing in a mobile operating environment. It's sort of, if you think it away, kind of customizing buttons on a radio. And that is really what people wanted. They may not use repeat or shift that often. They may not use the dim switch, or some people will always use the dim switch, or some people may always use the repeater switch. Point of the matter is it leaves that functionality up to you, the end user. I can customize the radio how I want to use it. You can customize the radio how you want to use it. And that allows more pleasurable operation. This is designed for mobile operation on there. It was designed for FM. It was designed for C4FM. It was not designed as HF. It was never designed as single sideband. A lot of people speculated that. And we see a lot of people that saying, well, it doesn't have sideband like it said it was going to, so I'm not going to. We never said it was going to have sideband at all. We never did. That was rumor on the Internet. That was speculation on the Internet. That obviously led people to have a misconception of this radio. Now, let's talk about cost. Yeah, cost. Things cost money these days. And check with your local dealers. Because I know there's some people that go ahead and use or listen to this podcast worldwide. And I'm, I can only speak for the U.S. market. But check with your local dealers. And you're actually going to find out when the 500, excuse me, with the cost of the 500 today from when the 400 was released 10 years ago, 10 years ago now, that you're going to go ahead and see that there's 
a slight cost increase, but not an astronomical one from what the cost of the 400 was. But this is a flagship radio. Once again, flagship radio. Let's talk about some of the features here real quick. What does it have over the 400? Well, you have fusion on both the A band and the B band. Okay. You have dual. So the dual active receives with the fusion on there. You have the ability to go ahead and have customizable memory lists. So basically you hit that first function button. It goes into a top layer menu kind of on there. And then it goes ahead and allows you to go into the deep menu layer item also on there. It has the ability to record. So you have an SD card built into the front of the radio, not the side of the radio, or base of radio, I should say. But now you can record transmissions that are on there. It has the easy to operate functionality on there, has the tilted head, has the microphone jack in the radio, and it has the AESS speaker functionality. Now, mind you, those are just some of the functionalities that are on there. There are many, many more, and I want you to go to our YouTube channel, Yezu USA Official, when we release the user training video for this. We're going to go through a whole operating video, much like we did the 200 and much like we did the 300 on there. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and talk real quick. When is this radio available? Well, guess what? This radio is coming available worldwide now. Reach out to your dealers to find out when this radio is going to be available to you. I know in the United States, it's getting out there to a lot of people. In um, other parts of the world, they have had it on there. So it's going to be hitting the shelves there for you. Take a look at it. Stay tuned to our YouTube channel and other information to be able to help you at that point. Alrighty, let's talk about one last quick thing here when it comes to WireZX and the new FTM 500. That's right, we're going to go ahead and have to have, and we are releasing a new version of WireZX, version 1.55, that's correct, version 1.55. It does add functionality and support for the FTM 500 to be able to use in... So with the advent of WireZX, obviously, as we progress with PDN functionality, we need to support new coming radios. So that's why the... WireZX software had to be upgraded. And it's a simple thing. Go to our website, yezu.com. What you're going to do is you're going to, up in the upper left-hand corner, you're going to click products. You're going to click digital. And underneath digital, it will go ahead and pop up there. Scroll along the top till you see the display of the HRI 200. At the display with the HRI 200, you're going to see the file tab. When you click on that file tab, you're going to see all the files that are related for that model on that landing page of that radio. So if you need firmware updates, if you need software updates, anything like that, it's always going to be in the file tab of that corresponding radio. Scroll down on the file tab for the HRI 200. You're going to see the new WiresX version, version 1.55. And then what you're going to do is you're going to simply download it and then install it over it. You don't need to, um, you don't need to uninstall version 1.54. You don't need to do anything like this. If for some reason you are on an older version of WireZX, you've probably been having issues and problems. So make sure you're the current version. It will stall right over it, and you'll be good to go. Once again, this is going to add support for the FTM 500. Now, I always have people ask me, John, do I need to install it if I'm not going to be using the FTM 500? Yes, you do. It does have other functionality besides radio support. But more importantly, even though you are not connecting your uh, 500, maybe to say your WireZX connection, guess what? 
a 500 can be connected to another one and it could impact the operation and how you hear them and everything like that through the WiresX software, even if you're on an older version and someone is on a newer version. So just take the time to do it. It's not that hard, folks. It's very simple, very easy. Download the file, install it, and you will be good to go. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Yezu the Radio Show podcast. We kind of talked about the FTM 500 a little bit, kind of wanted to hit on some of those things that a lot of people have been talking about, saying, you know, this and this, and where did this come from? Why did you do this? I know there's going to be more and more questions that are going to be coming out there. We have been seeing the questions come through the email all today, especially now that the radios are getting out there and everybody's talking about them. Stay tuned to our YouTube channel, which is Yezu USA Official. Once again, Yezu USA Official. That's where that our YouTube channel there. Go ahead and take a look. We will go ahead and be doing the user operational video seminar kind of thing on there coming up in a very short time here. We will be going ahead and offering special events that are going to go ahead and allow users of the FTM 500 to actually have a one-on-one session on there. So stay tuned for that. Also, too, as you want to take a look at it, hey, guess what? Hamvention's right around the corner. Yes, it's hard to believe. It's almost May here. And in just basically almost from the time of the recording of this podcast, about four weeks away, we will be down in Ohio. Hopefully the weather will be good this year. And that's where you'll be able to see the FTM 500. Make sure you go ahead and take a look at our social media pages. We're going to be talking about it and doing other things like that on there. So definitely stay tuned. Keep in touch with it. And um, you know what? Hey, don't be afraid to ask questions on there. We love the questions uh, on there. So just stay tuned there. So until then, everybody, 73 from Yezu, USA.